if you can figure out how to make one song it's only three minutes and 30 seconds but like it's you know something about it is you know is is like so palatable and so like you know reaches the masses because there's this unifying like melody that draws you in or, or you know it's like the way you phrased you know you said so much with just a couple words welcome to the gift of failure podcast the show that asks one simple question what has failure taught you and what can you do with that failure to learn join me as i sit down with global icons leaders from all walks of life to explore how they have used their experiences to evolve into greatness. Let's dive in. G, uh, thank you so much for joining us. The world famous g Easy is with us today, dropping jewels, dropping knowledge. Um, for those of you that don't know, this man has three platinum records. He has songs, me, myself, and I, that have gone seven times platinum. That's not the only song that he has that's gone multiple times platinum. Um, very, very interesting man, deep man. And, uh, we're honored to have him here on the show to tell us how, uh, how his journey has been to becoming one of the most famous and prolific, uh, artists in the industry. So G, uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us, my bro. Man, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. That's a hell of an introduction. I appreciate it from you. But it's all, it's no cap. It's all true. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So tell us where you are, what you're working on and, you know, uh, where's your head at these days, bro? Man, it's been a journey. Um, you know, just, I mean, hearing you say all that and, and, you know, the subject of, you know, your book and the podcast and just like, like reflecting on like the overall journey is just like, it's crazy when you, you know, it, it, you get so like, um, day to day, sometimes you forget, you know what I mean? Until you like, like when you're hiking, you're just like, you know, one step at a time until you like, you know, you get to some of those vantage points and you look back and you're like, damn, like we, we, we came, we came away, man. You, you did. And it, as you know, like the name of my book that's coming out in uh, July is the gift of failure. And this podcast we've used this gift of failure, which a lot of people, you know, they look at failure as this like negative thing, right? It's like, it has this baggage around failing, failing and this, yeah. that, and the other, but you know, being someone that's a, you know, you, you know, this personally, when we were at my house in the Hills, just talking for a minute and I gave you some obscure, you know, mixtape line of something that you said, I, I'm a fan of everything that you do, because first of all, you're smart and brilliant. And, um, I'm a encyclopedia of, you know, of this genre of music, but there's one thing that you said early on, um, in, in one of the older records about thinking that you were going to go sign a big record deal. Yeah. And again, I won't give the exact bars, which I do know, but it's effectively, you know, you went back on the plane, you're sitting there, you thought you were signing the record deal. It didn't work out. You're on your way home and you actually considered quitting music, whether it was fleeting, but the way the line goes, can you explain what that failure of not getting that record deal and not quitting music actually led to in hindsight? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, I was actually just telling a friend this story the other day. Um, Cause it's one of the most, you know, pivotal moments I think in my life and my career, it's a, it's a very defining moment. Um, I was 19, I believe I'd been already doing music for, uh, since I was like 13 or so. Um, and I, and I watched some friends of mine in high school, um, blow up, 
you know, um, they, they, it was a group called The Pack. They had a song called Vans, got my Vans on, but the, you know what I mean? And, and, and like, they were like, it was one of the most surreal experiences because it, it, it showed me like it could happen. Like, you know, they went from like seeing them at school to like seeing them on, on MTV and BET. And how old were you? How old were you? I was, 16, I was 16. So 16. it's like, so this thing that you're in love with, like, you know, your peers that are also doing it, your friends, like it just worked for them. And, and it's so crazy. Cause it's like, you, you believe in this dream, but until you actually see it come true, you know, it, so that gave me the confidence, but still it wasn't happening for me. So fast forward, I'm like 19. And I I got some traction on MySpace with a song and I and some labels reached out and I felt like, oh, my God, like it's about to happen for me. Like and they fly me out to New York to like, you know, meet with the label and put me up in a hotel and take me to dinner. And did your mom go with you? Because I know your you and your mother are very, very close. Did you go yeah. alone to the big city like you were you didn't have anybody with you? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just me. And it was my first time in New York. And, you know, I'm taking pictures of everything on my like Samsung or whatever it was at the time yeah, yeah. with your Blackberry, like 2009 or something. Yeah. 2008. Um, man, I, I even took like pictures of my hotel room. I was like, I'd never been in, you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, I go out there and I'm telling all my friends, you know, I'm about to get signed. I'm about to get signed. This is, you know, you dream come true. You're signing a record deal, you know? Yeah. And, Long story short, man, we, you know, met with the label and they just kind of didn't see it and they passed. Did they pass in the room? Like, did they give you some false? Oh, man, no, no, nobody's, nobody's that, um, nobody's that straight up, man, especially not in this industry. No, they say, okay, yeah, no, um, okay, well, yeah, we're going to be in touch, you know? Yeah, so, and so, and then did you find out in New York that it wasn't going to work? So with that whole plane ride home, you're like ruminating over... I thought I was going to get signed. The rug got pulled under. Or did you find out later? No, it was, it was, it was I mean, you could read the room um, that it just hadn't been said. So when I was going home, I was like, wow. And, and like, you know, a part of that, it, it, it made me like question myself at that time. You know, I'm a vulnerable, like 19 year old. Yeah. Um, who's just like, you know, ambitious as fuck, but at the same time, like naive and young, you know what I mean? It's still sensitive. You're still like, 19, bro. Yeah, he's still 19. And like, um, you know, I was I, I had a hard time not telling myself, like, damn, like, what if I'm not it? You know, what if I'm not the real deal? Like, look, they they flew me out. They took a good look at me and, and they decided, no, you know, these are supposed to be the. So, yeah, in that moment, it was either like, you know, I could quit right now. And a part of me, you know, considered it because it was just like, well, damn, if, if this really isn't going to work, I got to consider something. What am I going to do for myself in my life? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I just, I just never fell out of love with it. And I think that's what, you know, what has been the key the whole time, because it's like, if you love what you fucking do and, 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 you know, that's why you do it and you're passionate, then you're going to do it all the time. Regardless, you're not doing it just for a fucking check or something like that. You know what I mean? You validate yourself. Like, and I just, you know, anything you do a lot, you get better at naturally you know and if you get better at something by doing it every single day you know you increase your chances of you know somebody seeing it or, or it's science or reaching I mean, the world. yeah it's literally yeah. you know so i just i just kept going and i carried that chip on my shoulder and let it motivate me and um chip on the shoulder is more like a boulder it, huh uh, yeah 
<laughs> man, you do know these lyrics. Um, you know I do. You yeah, know I do. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also a fan, bro. I, I, I like, yeah. I, I love, I love what you, I love what you do in, in a, in a, and I've said that before, but uh, I also, I'm cursed with a, with a didactic memory. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that chip, that chip's more of like a boulder. You, you, in, yeah. you, you and I and the real G fans know exactly what I mean by that. But I think, I think a lot of successful people, like, you know, you have to like go through those times of like, you know, of, 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 you know, being counted out or doubted or not believed in or, you know, going against the grain. And um it just it, it makes you that much stronger, man. Like I'm 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 forever grateful I didn't get signed at that age at that time. So yeah. so that failure, so bring it to just just to just to put just to put a bow on that. So in that moment was a failure, a downtime, a fucking kick in the teeth, questioning yeah. your entire identity. Yeah. Actually in retrospect was probably one of the best things that happened to you. Is that fair to say? Best ever, ever, ever. It just made me dig beautiful. And, and also like the maturity that that's required, you know, that the failure brings to you, you know, and, and, you know, the, the growing up that has to take place. And especially for me as an artist, like I had to figure out, you know, if, if that song had blown up that, you know, they were interested in at the time, I wouldn't want to be known for that song. Um, it was, it was, I want to talk about it. Um, but can, can you send it to me though, just so I can hear it, please? Maybe, just maybe, maybe. I don't even know if it's on the <laughs> internet. I've, I've, I've worked pretty hard to like delete it from the depths of the internet. Um, <laughs> Bro, but, you're, you're hard on yourself. I'm sure it's fire. Yeah, nah, but, um, but yeah, I mean, and I just worked harder. Like just put my head down and worked harder. Did it take you a while to transition, like getting off that plane and scraping yourself off yeah. the ground before yeah, you no. got back? Like how long did it take yeah. to get back in the studio to say, All right, I need to get the pan I need to get the pan, the pad, my crap like was there like a week, two days, a month? Was probably, yeah, there was there was there was probably a week and 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 then even like zooming out, it was still another like like two years almost before Damn. like the traction happened. You know no, I, mean? I know, but I'm saying that. So that was a soul crushing. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. And I mean, you're broke. Like you're only getting older, you know, you're chasing this, like, you know, kind of selfish dream to an extent, you know what I mean? At a point, you know, there's certain like responsibilities that, you know, a man just has to like, um, and my mom who, you know, I was extremely, extremely close with, um, she had she had lost her job right around then her health wasn't doing so good so i felt like as you know as like a firstborn like man of the house like that i had to you know like i had a responsibility of like i had to you know to, i had to make it almost you know and, I and, and by the way and, and by the way not to cut you off but um and if it's a sensitive subject for you there's a couple things that i that i think a lot of people don't really under know about you or i don't think um is there was a man that was very close to your mother at a point that passed away when you were young is that is that story accurate yeah, and a woman yeah her, her, was a, yeah yeah she was when i was in high school she was she was with a woman she was with a woman and then the woman passed away from what I understand. And then did you, and did you find the body yourself? Is that, is that right? Yeah. And, and is that, if you're comfortable with it, like I have to believe that moment had to have some sort of deep emotional 
response and is some of that maybe a catalyst into because a lot of the the bars and the stuff like when you're in that vibe and you're on that wave sometimes but sometimes you have a level of of rage that comes out that is palatable and you can feel it Mm -hmm. um in a very visceral way especially for someone like me did that affect any of that for you yeah for sure and um you know i've i've shared music can be a healing agent for the person who writes it and the person who experiences it, listens to it, you know, and, and, and identifies with it. And, you know, me sharing that story so publicly, like in a song was healing for me in a sense. And I, and I've heard from, you know, countless fans who, you know, have identified with the song and it's, you know, it's helped them like get through. But I, I, I like, I definitely think that pain and, and trauma and, you know, like struggle, like these things can be motivating driving forces, you know, for people, as long as you channel it into, you know, something productive and something like, you know, something, something moving forward, something. Is that a day-to-day bat? Like for, I know for me, you know, running a, uh, not small businesses, (laughs) as, as you know, um, has, you know, it's issues as we all know but for me personally people say oh it's uh, you know take it one day at a time for me i'm taking it one email at a time i'm taking it one minute at a time or the self-doubt of you know that comes through of oh can we do this we're building you know this multi-billion dollar trillion dollar platform like can we do it is it going to work or we this or like how do you deal with that yourself as an artist, knowing that you've reached this level of greatness? What does success now mean to to in, to Gerald, not to G Easy? Like, what does success means to to Gerald? Well, I mean, it's it's such a like subjective question, you know. But just whatever comes to yeah, mind first. No, no, for sure. The first thing I think of is not you know like monetary or or even like you know. Uh, quantifiable like commercial success at this point or something like that it's contribution it's it's like it's it's you know having something to say and contribute and 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 impact and and do and help or like shift or you know what i mean so it's like it's it's having purpose i guess you know and you do and i'll ask you another question that i i found to be interesting about um about your career is you know your fan base loves you like and there's a lot of other you know artists might be bigger might be smaller might be whatever and you see they follow them they do whatever but the level of love that you get seeing from the outside and obviously we have a lot of mutual friends as you Mm -hmm. we've come to figure out in these discussions and the way they talk about you do you think that comes from the your authenticity as a human being like what would you have to say of you know and i know i'm putting you on the spot like that of you know why do you feel like they relate to you as much i have a belief about why i think it is i think it's an authenticity vulnerability issue but is there a reason why you have such a great connection with your fan base and with people in general that's what i would i mean that's what i would lean to and attribute it to um because at the end of the day man it's like you know we're all human and and i think you know for for musicians for for people we like look up to or aspire to or like 
you know, admire or whatever. It's like there's some level of like relatability that you identify with and that you kind of like connect with, so to speak. So it's like, you know, just just speaking to the to the, you know, the real human experience in a way that, you know, that, that's authentic and honest and, you know, with integrity and, you know, in class. Yeah. And what I love is like, so um, I don't think the, the record got enough recognition personally, but reverse with Vic Mensa um, was mm-hmm. like complete fucking dummy. And Vic, Vic was on, Vic is a good friend of mine and he was on the podcast, um, you know, before we actually, did, we didn't talk about it, but you know, he's a very, very deep man, very spiritual man, you know, just a great, you know, a great person. And, you know, I wonder as your career begins to advance and you go to the next place um, as you're no doubtably going and we watch, uh, you know, just the way you've reinvented your style, becoming a fashion icon, becoming, you know, this thing that is a lot bigger than just a rapper, you know, again, watching from the outside, you know, I wonder like, what's next for G like meaning does, you know, like, is it obviously the music, the fact, all those things, clearly they come out of you. You're an artist, but are there other endeavors that you're working on that you want to share with some people now of understanding other organizations, ideas, concepts that you're starting to percolate as an artist and how that could lead to what you will now define as success of maybe you didn't yeah, see no, it earlier. Um, I definitely want to act. <laughs> I, I definitely want to. Add. You, you would just you would destroy it. Like you you have to you have to you. I mean, look, you have. I can't. I grew up in a family of actors. My my stepdad's a, a dean of theater arts at one of the major universities in Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, my my aunt owned, owned a big acting uh, studio. I probably couldn't act to save my life, but I mean, I think <laughs> I, I think you should do it. Yeah, no, I definitely. I I want to act at some point. Um, find the right roles um i want to write a book eventually man i like you know that's something i'll have to pick your brain about yeah and i'm i'm, I'm happy to help you in any way that i any way that i can uh, yeah. we got a we got a squad of you know really really smart people that have helped me put my book together because with my schedule and like your schedule yeah, yeah, man. you know it's hard but with the right team that can capture that um i think would be great because just a lot of these stories are I mean, these are, these are super inspirational. I mean, you, I mean, you single-handedly, you know, in my mind, you know, you're putting your city on the map, you're checking every one of the boxes, you're doing it in an industry that, uh, is not easy and you're dominating. So is it going to slow down? Am I going to get like a black album, like notification one day is going to come out or is, or is G going to keep just, uh, just keep doing the shit? The thing is, like, man, I, I remember you said Black Album. Like, that's my favorite Jay Z. Um, that my, album, actually, by the way, it, it it is his best album. Blueprint one, maybe. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, but black, but Black yeah. Album is his be- is my favorite yeah. Jay Z album and, by and, far. And to me, I was like the right age, like where, like, I mean, I was like, I was probably five years old when Illmatic came out. Like, I like Illmatic. You know, what I mean, like, I'm a lot older. I'm a lot older than you. I remember ripping but, off the tape of Illmatic, yeah, yeah, yeah. like for real. So, but Black Album came out when I was, I think, fourteen, and it was right around the time I was starting to make music. Yep. And I'm listening to Jay Z, and I had this moment 
where like, you know, and this is the, the you know, the foolishness that's the requirement to like want to be successful. Listening stay to Hove, hungry, like, stay foolish, Steve stay Jobs. Because I, I like I had this moment and it was like a, another defining moment where I was like, if I'm going to do music, I want to chase him. Like I want to aspire to him. Like right. you know I mean? be an icon, yeah, be bigger no, than period, music. Period. period. And look what he's doing now. Right. He's at t- cover of Tiffany's and this and yeah. you know. Yeah. But so, that was. Uh, like, but I, and I remember at that time, like you know, him saying he was going to retire off that album. But you know, one thing I would always talk to my mom about because she was an artist. Um, she was an, your your that, mother was an artist. Yeah, yeah, she was an artist. I didn't professor. know that. Yeah, she was a photographer. Um, uh, see some of that work if you share it sometime. Yeah, for sure. Um, but we talk about how like you know, creatives, artists, we don't really retire because it's like it's it's what we do. It's what drives it's who you us. are. It's who we are, dude. And it's like it, it's like sports, your body will tell you when you can no longer perform at a certain level, like competitively. Totally. Like your body just breaks down and it notifies you when like you know the road is, is done. But exactly like as long as I have air in my lungs and you know my 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 brain is moving, then you know, I'm gonna want to create. It's I can't imagine retiring from music. You know, uh, I'll ask you a funny question. So one of my favorite lines on the Black Album, which, of course, we know the whole thing by heart, both of us. But he has a line where he says, I dumbed down for my audience and doubled my dollars. They criticized me for it. Well, holler. holler. If skills sold, truth be told, I'd probably be. Lyrically, Tyler. So my question to you is, one thing that you've done pretty incredibly is – um you have a way of dropping bars at a almost like let's say an eighth grade reading level but with the depth and the understanding of like super high levels of wisdom and it's very hard like Nas will come who is obviously Nas all hail the godson he's Mm -hmm. you know we have a business relationship with with them and their team and stuff whatever love him top five dead or alive whatever but i'm saying sometimes you listen to nas or you listen to talib or most or, or even common or you know when m would bust on cannabis cannabis you're saying i'm using yeah. complicated lines or whatever yeah. but i'm saying you do it so well with these great comp you know complicated stuff great slant rhyme intricate topics but somehow it's effortless for you how does that work like how are you able to balance the effortlessness of that without losing like the profoundness of the things yeah. that you're saying. Cause that to me is really, really interesting. No, that's a gem. And I appreciate you saying that. Um, I, you know, that's something I'm, I'm like aware of and pay attention to is that like, if you can find a way, you know, to make something like palatable or, you know, understandable to a wide audience while still like, you know, like carrying, you know, the, the substance and the, like, you know, the essence, it's like, that's, that, that's everything, you know, it's like, you know, if, if, if you can figure out how to make one song, it's only three minutes and 30 seconds, but like, it's, you know, something about it is, you know, is, is like so palatable. And so like, you know, reaches the masses because there's this unifying, like, melody that draws you in or, or you know it's like the way you phrased you know you said so much with just a couple words you know That's it's like fitting hard, everything bro. into a tiny box you know what i mean but it's like fitting so much into a tiny box and that being the like the thing that is like you know 
universally like understandable because the thing is it's like it's everybody's not going to listen to like the whole entire album or every every you know but that's that's the essence of what like a single does it's like it puts everything else on its back and carries the the essence of what everything is to a higher level because it's like more universally like relatable or understandable or just you know and so, you know, Einstein used to say, make everything as simple as possible, but no simpler. Yeah. And I mean, take that like everybody, you know, fucking equals energy squared. But like, you know, it, it's like everybody doesn't know that everything on the chalkboard. You know what I mean? So yeah. All that shit goes into it, you know, but it's like finding a way to like sum it up and deliver it, you know. Is, is and by the way i tell people all the time like you know they come and pitch ideas or pitch deals or you know i get that stuff every day i'm sure like you, like you do yeah. and it's like and i tell people i'm like if you can't explain it to me in 30 seconds you don't understand what the fuck no. you're talking about no. like meaning if you got to give me the the five 12 minute power like meaning the simplicity is actually yeah. the genius like yeah. the simplicity yeah. the quick little way like yeah and even like maybe the bar isn't like a crazy you know papoose fucking you know switch up of a lyric but it hits you in that deep visceral way and i think you've done that i mean as well as you know anybody and one of the you know two questions i want to ask you and i'll let you go i know know you're busy and we'll chop it we'll chop it up in person soon obviously but um i heard a rumor that you were on tour with drake back in the day and had to leave because one of your school teachers, yeah. you were like, what the fuck was that about? Was that college or high school? Like, yeah, no, that was college. Is that true? But, is that a true story? Yeah. So, uh, this is like really early, early on, like when Drake was first, you know, this is like best I ever had era, um, before his first album came out, I think, and he was doing like these college. I tours. got money to blow. Yeah, yeah, in that era, um, and. So, you know, my, my manager I met in college, um, uh, one of the two, um, he, he interned for, I'll make this, I'll sum this story up quick, but like he interned, uh, for a festival in New Orleans called Voodoo Fest, gets assigned to Lil Wayne's camp, like to help out who was headlining that year. And it was like 2008 where like in New Orleans at that, like peak, like peak Lil Wayne, like going into like, like coming off card of three and shit like and then he Wayne's, just, Wayne's still the peak for me so we can argue about absolutely. that another time but absolutely so you know he like he he makes such an impression on them anyway um he gets asked to go on tour with with Wayne so like my like best friend in college like manager goes from you know what I mean like overnight like working for the biggest artist in the world like and the coolest and um, I remember like him, him calling me one day and I'm, and I'm, I'm just like, I'm still in school, like being like, um, y'all like there's this kid, like on the young money bus that I've been hanging out with and like smoking with that you'd probably like his music. It's myspace.com slash Drake. <laughs> and he had put me on a Drake and, you know, and then him and him and Drake had a bond, you know, so when Drake started touring, he, you know, had Jamil, um, tormented him and, um, you know, so Jamil would like sneak me onto these Drake shows. I like I would just go on like as soon as doors open, Fire. open up. You know what I mean? Um, 
and I was just trying to get exposure, man. It's a crazy is, story, by the way. Mabel passed on me, and I'm I'm trying to get my name out there, like anyhow, you know what I mean, to get the ball rolling. And so, you know, I the, the irony is like my teacher, you know, saying like, you know, I'm at my limit, G. Like, if you miss another class, like I'm gonna have to fail you, and. You know, I mean, that's the reality of, of school, I guess, to some extent. You know what I mean? And also that's another discussion. Yeah, I was there with the scholarship and I and I knew if I failed that it would dip my GPA below the requirement to keep the scholarship. So I was just like I had to like, you know, and, and I'd made a promise to my mom and to my grandma, like to, you know, what I mean, to see it through and finish college. And I did. And, you know, things ended up working out. All right. You know, so. But yeah, man, it, it's those choices you got to make, man. And, and it's those sacrifices. But someone would see that as a failure, drop it with Drake and Wayne's here, yeah. and you're going to do school, and do you really need college to do? Like, so that's, mm-hmm. those are but crazy I knew, decisions. I, I, like, I, I guess I knew in that moment, you know, um, I had, even, even, you know, that the outside world wasn't validating it for me. I knew in my heart of hearts that this is not the last time I'll cross paths with Drake. Totally. And it, and my, clearly, clearly it wasn't. You know, or Wayne. No, no, that's uh, that's super, that's super powerful. You know, one last thing that I'll ask you that I ask, you know, you know, all the people that that come on, and I asked the I asked um Sad Guru about the, this yesterday too is, if there's one thing that you wish everybody in the world knew, what would it be? One thing that I wish everybody in the world knew. Um, man, just how important it is to love what you do and wow. find, find joy in life and just, and just chase it and be passionate, live passionately. It's a fucking bar. <laughs> Gee, thank you so much for your time. I know you're a very busy man and, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of wisdom here and, uh, we'll link next time, uh, next time we're in the same city and, uh, we'll chop it up. All right, brother. Be well. All right, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. To access the full scope of lessons, pre-order your own personal copy of the book, The Gift of Failure, currently available on Amazon and other platforms to come. Until next time, fail on, my friends.